gentlemen, welcome to the Acquisition Entrepreneur Podcast. This is Alex Afondi. And uh, I have a very special guest with me here today. It is Luis Morales. Uh, Luis, welcome, buddy. Good to have you on the show. Thank you, Alex. Thank you so much for this invitation. Absolutely, absolutely. So, as we've discussed, Lewis, this podcast is really focused on business and how to buy businesses, but it is natural and it's very important to understand the economic and political climate in the country or the globe for that matter. And, you know, something that we can't ignore recently has been the, let's call it government fight. The fight for socialism, the fight for, I mean, look, just discussing the obvious here. We're looking at uh, Portland, Seattle, uh, New York, Chicago. These people are fighting for something they truly do not understand. You know what I mean? And you, and this is my opportunity to introduce you now, you haven't lived in Venezuela, haven't fled Venezuela, uh, haven't lived in uh, up until you were 14 years old in an economically sound country until the big government took over, right? I think you're someone to truly learn from and understand your experience having lived in Venezuela under good conditions, having lived in Venezuela under terrible conditions, and having lived in the U.S. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And like you said, it's, a, it's two different worlds. Uh, when I was growing up, we had everything, you know. My family was able to buy things. Um, we had a, you know, I had a beautiful childhood. And when I became a teenager, uh, I started seeing different things. And my mom couldn't buy some things. And, you know, we were kind of a family class. Uh, we were like a middle class family. And suddenly my mom couldn't buy a few things and these and that and that. that Bills got more tied because um, so the big government in Venezuela started uh, buying things or not buying more like taking businesses from people and I'm talking about normal businesses and transnational companies and what happened is when that happens the government the big government doesn't know how to operate anything you know? they I agree. don't really know how to run a business. I agree. I I so, flat out say it. I mean, government sucks. Got government, big government, small government. They don't know how to run anything. Even down to the local water department in a small city, it is rare that you find someone who can run a damn department. Correct. Correct. So uh, imagine the well, Venezuela is like a big DMV. That's what it, it, it looks like. Okay. It's a it's a big DMV full of oil that now is just cars. So we had the biggest reserves of oil. We have the biggest reserve of oil that can't be exploded because guess what? We have a DMB operating that business. You know? Right, 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 right. So for so you who live now, in for you who in live in states country, you don't have gasoline, you know? They don't have gasoline in an oil country. Are you telling me that in Venezuela you can go to the gas station and not find gasoline when it's one of the biggest it's part of OPEC, right? Yeah, well, Venezuela was one of the member, founder members of the OPEC, actually. Okay. Is it still yeah. in OPEC? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think this guy said that it was a capitalist 
U.S. pro U.S. Uh, agency, so probably he draw, draw himself out. I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure right now. Okay, we can we can look that up at a later time. But to to tackle the uh, issues that we're seeing right now, you know, one recent incident is um, Alexandra, whatever her name is, AOC, what they call her. Okay. Um, she prevented Amazon of going to New York. Okay. Now, how do you how do you feel about that? How do you in you in your in your experience, the economic impact, negative or positive? How do you feel about it? Well, it reminds me to to the companies leaving or companies not being accepted to do business in Venezuela. Right. You know. It, it's just exactly the same picture you're telling me. Uh, you know, if you wanted to start a business in Venezuela, you have to do 10,000 paperwork, talk to the local politician, get approved. You know, the same story with Amazon Alexandro Castro-Cortez. She's playing like a god and telling people, no, I'm not going to give you jobs. I'm not going to give you this company making profit and, you know, working in the community. No, let's just stick the way we are and let me keep assisting these people that they don't have jobs. That's what she wants. Okay. So in its purest form, this is basically a socialist uh, move. I would say that, well, if you go to the definition of socialism by Karl Marx, uh, socialism is a transition from a capitalist state to communism. Okay. That's, help me, help me understand that a little more. Okay. So, so go go on. You have the floor. Oh, okay. So, um, I remember that. Um, basically, Marx says that a socialist is an estate. It's not an end. You know. So socialism, it should always lead to communism, where is the perfect state, where all the companies are controlled by the government, by the state. They don't call it government. They call it state. Right. Mm-hmm. And everybody gets their money, everybody gets, uh, so the value of the things are intrinsic, right? Mm -hmm. So if you put 10 hours of work in a chair, right, and you have a Corolla that had 10 hours of, you know, you can make a Corolla in 10 hours, right? Mm -hmm. So if you go by that, you can exchange your chair for a brand new Corolla. Mm -hmm. Just because it's the same amount of time that you put in that element or right. material. That's what... That's it's a crazy math that, you know, I know that in Venezuela they try to apply it, but it's just too crazy. So they stick to normal currency. And we had like three or four currencies in Venezuela, internal currencies that the government created because the hyperinflation wasn't, they couldn't control it. They couldn't control the hyper, hyperinflation. So I recall, yeah. actually, you guys can look it up, just Google there is a picture of um, a German woman post World mm -hmm. War One. She's burning money to keep her house warm because it mm -hmm. would cost more money to buy wood that would burn for less time. Correct. In that sounds like Venezuela. Correct. You're okay. right. Okay. In in other words, if you have a stash of money that can burn for two hours, it can only buy you. A, uh, 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 whatever, a stash of wood that would burn for 45 minutes. Correct. Okay. Yep. 
So I, I remember that way before I came here, if you wanted to buy a Coca-Cola, right, you have to bring a stash of money, man. I'm talking like you couldn't carry with your two hands. So we used to carry in bags of money to pay for something like Coca-Cola. You used to carry it in what? In a little bag, a paper on, bag full of money. On, just to buy a Coca-Cola. Unbelievable. Yeah. And how do you get this money? How does it, what do you store it? I mean, silly question, but that, that sounds like, you know, if, if you're buying a Coca-Cola with a bag of money, how much money do you need to buy a car? Well, that's a lovely question. So before I came, I knew that these kind of big transactions were made with American money because nobody trusts in our local money. I see. So most of the people that they had houses or cars tried to create with a family here in the U.S. or a friend or something, find a way to take the money out of Venezuela. Okay. So, so they were an example. I'm selling you this couch, right? This couch is, I don't know, 100 bucks. Okay, you have to wire me the money to my account in the U.S. so I can sell you this couch here in Venezuela. Because right. nobody, nobody likes local banks. Nobody likes the real money because you lose value every day. Okay. So nobody will take you bolivars for who gave you something. Right. You know. So so j jumping jumping on a on a, a different uh, not a different subject but a different topic I suppose. Now you're observing what's happening in America today. Correct. Politically and therefore economically. Two questions. Do you see an opportunity? For these people take over? No. Do you see <laughs> do you see an opportunity in um, taking advantage of the situation and creating businesses or buying businesses? Oh, of course. You know, I, I think it's a, it's in America it's it's a great time to, to you know start businesses and, and do things right now. You okay. Have, you know, the government, it doesn't really, like, get involved in your affairs if you compare it with Venezuela right now. Of course. Right now. But, but wouldn't you say it's starting to move that direction? Well, if it started moving to that direction, I would have to flee the country again. Wow. Because that when that happens, it's inevitable, and they start taking your liberties, your freedoms. They start saying that you can buy this, or you can't afford that, and you have to... They don't let you do things, clearly. They don't let you have a gun. They don't let you have things, nothing. In okay. Venezuela, you, don't have, you can't have a, a gun. Even if you can't afford it, you can't have it. Right. But the bad guys have it. Bad guys and the government have it, but you don't. How, so, crucial, how crucial is it that we as, a, as, as Americans today fight for the freedom that they're trying to take away from us? I think it's vital. I think it's vital, guys. Vital. It, it, it's it's key. You know, it's a key of survival. You know, if we don't stand our ground on what's the deal, it's gonna repeat again. You know, I remember that back in the days in Venezuela, everybody was saying that's not gonna happen here. Everybody was saying Venezuela is no Cuba, right? Everybody was making fun of Venezuela, saying, "Hey, this is gonna happen. It's happening, guys. Wake up!" And guess what? Everybody was like. No, I don't believe it. That's not going to happen. It happened, actually. And it was even worse than Cuba. Ten times worse. 
So that is basically what's happening right now here in America, because you have a lot of people saying, oh, no, this is America. It's a it's a capitalistic society. It'll never happen. Well, you're saying exact is it can happen. Exact same situation, man. It's, it's, it's just like living in a book. You know? <sighs> it's crazy. So it's, uh, it's history repeating itself for you. Uh, well, sometimes when I see these people going, you know, making masses and, and saying that we need socialism here in America, it's, man, I'm just seeing Venezuela again. Yeah. Literally. That's what I lived 10 years ago. You know, I've I've been I've been trying so you know just to be transparent with you in the audience I've been trying to keep this episode focused on on econo- on business and economics but let's actually jump into the political aspect of it how okay. how badly does it would it suck for us if we turn into a a, a socialist slash you know, becoming communist country. Do you think... Well, what the first people is going to get affected, it's the middle class and the low class people. The people who lives in, in with a minimum wage, people who is a working class, low color people, those are the first ones that are getting affected. Right. A real socialism in America. Right. Guess what? You're going to get more taxes. You're going to get more control of what you can do and what you can't do. You're going to have less jobs. You have less opportunity to create an entrepreneur environment because nobody wants to start companies when you have people telling you what to do. There's no there's no market. You Everybody's know, fleeing. And I and I'll give you Lewis, I'll give you a perfect example. I, you know, I live in California. I would never start a business in California. I've I've looked at businesses in Texas, in Portland, in Arizona, you know, I mean, quite frankly, in Republican states, because the, uh, you know, the Republican ent- mentality is let it be. It's called laissez-faire. All you know, right. if you study the... Well, the whole thing is laissez-faire, laissez-passer, le monde va de lui-même. It means let it go, the world's going to keep spinning, pretty much. Right. Don't try to fucking control us. Correct. And so, you know, you look at states, excuse my language, you look at states like California, it's so incredibly tough to start a business. I have people talking to me, you know, they want to sell their businesses. You know, we're talking, Lewis, we're talking mechanic shop owners. They've had to sit in front of the attorney general of the state or the deputy attorney general, which basically means a second of line, to explain things to them about environment and about the, the, you know, possible spillage or whatever the case might be, how they treated their employees, you know. And these are good people as far as I observed. So, yeah, California, it's gone way too far towards socialism. And if you looked at San Francisco, it flat out sucks. I used to love to visit San Francisco. Now, it is an absolute, absolute shithole. That's such a shame. It's such a shame, actually. You know, it's sad because, you know, um, everything that they touch, it becomes that. And the good thing you just said about Republican states, um, my wife is from New York, right? She moved to Florida because guess what? She wanted new opportunities. She wanted to, to buy a house. She wanted to 
to grow a family. And guess what? She couldn't do that in New York. A she, Democrat state, by the way, a Democrat place. No, yeah, yeah that's flat out, absolutely. So uh, I know people fleeing. I, I live here in Texas. I live nearby Austin. And it's insane the amount of Californians in Austin. I see Californians plates every day. <laughs> people tired fleeing their own state because they can't understand taxes. They can't understand why everything is so strict. There's, you know, everything becomes crazy. Real estate becomes crazy. Right. Because you can't afford anything. Right. And these Democrat places, an example, I live in an area like 40 minutes away from Austin where real estate is affordable. Right, you can buy a house for in the mid 200s, 300s, right? Okay. If you drive to Austin, it triplicates the values. Okay, it's a big city, of course, understood. But I talked to a friend, he's been living here in Texas for, for decades. He grew up here in Temple. And he was telling me that 10 years ago, Austin real estate prices were very cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to be, absolutely. Um, my, 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 my question my question really regarding the um, the, the socialism and, and communism so now you live the socialism things economically started getting worse and worse and worse and then that transition based on your definition earlier from you know um, from capitalism to socialism to communism now communism took over you lived under that how was it how did you feel on a day-to-day -day basis it was it was like living in a black hole, man. It was it's the worst experience that somebody a human being can can. It's fucked can up, isn't it? Why is that? Um, the thing is, like socialism or communism. Well, in Venezuela right now, it's communism. It's your basic needs, like buy water or like have electrical power or have a house, are devastated, are gone. Why? I'm not exaggerating on this one. Um, like, an example. If you want to go and buy a supermarket of food for your family, you can't do it because there's no food, literally. And if you store food, the food is going to be like crazy money in the black market, like duplicate value. And if you make five bucks a month, you can't afford to spend $300 in a supermarket. So an average Venezuelan makes five dollars a uh, a month. Around five bucks or ten bucks. That's okay. that's by the book. Yes, okay. sir. Okay. Say twenty, and that's controlled by the government. Yes, sir. Okay. And then, how much is a is a can of beans? Mm, I would say around five or ten bucks. That would be the because they buy here in the U.S. And they resell it in Venezuela okay, for a okay, okay. price. What does so? What's Venezuela known for as far as like uh, plant production? Well, um, the main economy of Venezuela is based on oil. Oil, Egg okay. Oil export. Yes, but sir. you still can't find oil in Venezuela. No, you can't. You can't actually. You can't. That's like the, uh, no the, the 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 shoeless the shoeless shoemaker. It is actually. It is. It is. You, don't, you don't have. There's no. There, the people in the streets. They don't have. Uh, an example. If you have a car in your garage, you probably will have to spend like forty bucks to put a new 
tank of, of gas. Okay. So, 40 bucks that you have to go to a black market guy so he can sell you the tank of gas or fuel. That's unbelievable. In the in the in what are the highest producing oil countries in the world? Correct. That blows my well, mind. It, it, and the thing is, like, the craziest part of the whole thing is the when I was there, I know that gasoline was scarce, fuel was scarce. It was hard to find because you have to make a line for over 10 hours to put gas in your car. But I, I spoke with my grandmother not too long ago, and she told me that there's no fuel. So you have to basically have to send her some money so she can get some fuel in her car. Wow. From the black yeah. market. 50 bucks. Uh, it was like a little five gallon, a little bucket. So she, she she had some fuel. She can move and buy things and go to the doctor. Right, stuff. Right, so. right, 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 right. Yeah. And, you know, but before, before we end the podcast... Or the episode, I should say. Uh, first off, I want to thank you. And my message, I think our message collectively here to the audience is be scared shitless of communism. Be scared of socialism. You might be, you might be drinking the Kool-Aid and you might be loving the hype of, oh yeah, you know, socialism. But honestly, you do not understand it and you're a fucking idiot. I agree with you, man. I agree with you. You do not understand socialism and what it could lead into. You know, and and I and I tried my best. I think we both tried our best to keep it not political, but it's it's just that it's just that politics tie into economics. And if you don't, you know, if you don't understand socialism, don't rave about socialism. Like all the you to, idiots. You need to leave it. You need to leave it. Like I'm all telling. the idiots out in Portland, man. Yeah, I agree with you, man. What a stupid bunch! It is crazy. It is crazy, man. What a stupid bunch, um, man, uh, Louis. I just want to give you give you an opportunity, last just to let you know what what's your message to to my audience, to the American people, having lived in Venezuela and America now. That America is a, is a land of freedom, man. It's the chance, it's the biggest opportunity you can have in your life. So, in the business world, you can make it work, it can happen. I came here with 20 bucks in my pocket, man, and I have a, I have, I have rentals, I have a watch business, I work full time, and I came with 20 bucks in my pocket. That's unbelievable. How long ago? Uh, that was around four or five years ago. Okay. So, it can you can make it big here in America. Absolutely. Guess what? If you have these guys taking that freedom to you to do it, because they're giving they're telling you lies and telling you that there's big guys, there's evil guys, there's business evil person. Don't buy that, man. Don't buy it because when that happens and they start saying those things, the thing becomes Venezuela. I am telling you, they started in the same way, saying that we had evil guys, saying that we should we should have more regulations, more government, and the thing ended like a big DMV. I can't, I can't help but you know, I, I, I want my audience stay with me. This is really important. I can't help but to ask you and get your perspective uh -huh. on this, Lewis. So okay, you have these these people who are voting or not voting for who are um, rooting for socialism or 
attempting to implement or instill socialism in America, what's their purpose? What's their intention? Man, they have an agenda. I'm telling you. They have but an what agenda is that? Behind. Like, what is that? Well, it's an agenda of destruction. Destruction. Divide the American people. That's what they do. They start dividing families. Yep. They start dividing people because you think different. And they think different. And let's, you know something? You're my enemy now because we don't agree the way you, you think. Right. So that's what they're doing. They're, they're, now you have two Americas. People that are dividing, then they want prosper, they want freedom, they want family, they want the real America, and people saying that we want socialism, we want regulations, we want big government, and for me, I can't understand it, because I live there and it's not good. I, I still don't understand it. Uh, what do you think of, uh, you know, Elhan Omar saying, we must dismantle the capitalism, capitalistic system in America and the system of oppression. That's literally, I, I quoted Holy that. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. I think capitalism, it's, it's a system based on results. A system you based work, on results. You work, you make things happen, you get rewarded. Fucking brilliant. You know, it's a beautiful system because you have the chance like everybody else to make it happen. Right. In big government, the only ones who make it happen are the friends of Elon Omar. Right. You know? Right. You know, and, so I, and she, that's... Okay, Kitana, sorry. I apologize, man. I've, I've said this before. Look, I'm, I'm pretty damn familiar with, with communist countries and... Uh, countries uh, that are what 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 you would consider totalitarian totalitarian regime, and she wants that. She wants to turn America into that, you know. And 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 good luck because we're not going to stand for that. But just you know, a few days ago, somebody sharing a picture of Black Lives Matter or stuff or something. Looks like the the founder of the organization was in Venezuela. Actually, there's a picture on the internet going around. With Maduro and the founder. Maduro is the dictator of Venezuela, by the way. Okay. Hugging each other, smiling at the camera. And I, I, I can't see those characters here in the U.S. Man, after doing that with that bad guy, that guy should be in jail. He's, he did awful things to Venezuelan people. Mm -hmm. And she's here talking about freedom. And in Venezuela, you can't talk free because they will kill you. Right. <laughs> you know? It's a big irony. It's a, it's a joke. You no, know, it is a joke, man. And I, I genuinely believe she's one of those people who needs to go and go away. Um, because she is not good for the people, dude. She is not good for the country. I, I, it's beyond me how she even is in Congress. It really is beyond me. I, if it were me, I'd put her in jail. Well, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. But you need to understand also, there's a big Somali community where she works. Yeah, know? yeah, so yeah. That that Somali community became like 20 years ago when they got, um, I don't bring, I don't know the causes, but I thought, I think it was during 2000s, during Clinton administration, they got documents and they got a few things. So right now the Americans that used to live there, they don't have a representation. They don't have a representation, yeah. yeah. So it's crazy that you grew up in that area. Imagine that you grew up in that area and now that you see these people, Voting for you and taking decisions for you. 
It's crazy, right? And, and look, so. uh, look, that it's okay. It's okay as long as they're treating me as a citizen fairly. It's just so so that you know she wants to dismantle the system of capitalism and she wants to dismantle oh, wow. the, the system of oppression. Oppression, there's no oppression in America, man. This is a beautiful country. I stand for it. I will fight for it. And we're going to enjoy our freedom and get them out of here. Um, dude, I really appreciate your time, Louis. And, um, you know, would love to have you on the show again um, in probably a year or so, sort of catch up on and reflect on today's episode. This was fun. Very educational. Alex, thank you so much, my man. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure talking to you and let people know what's the deal. So they are aware of what's going on. This is an agenda and this is... This is a it's a planned thing to take over America. I'm telling you. So just be aware, guys. We're not gonna let it happen, and we we love our freedom, love our money, and love our guns. So. <laughs> Amen. So. <laughs> All right, buddy. Great talking to you, man. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I know this might have been a little more heated than than my usual episode, but um, Louis, appreciate it, and uh, we will talk soon. Always a pleasure, buddy. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Bye. Appreciate Bye. it. Bye-bye.